0: Hey gang, I want to let you know about two opportunities to gather in real life coming up in August. August 4th and 5th, I am putting on a mostly men's retreat called Love Hard, Live True. And this is for men of all stripes, queer, straight, jock, trans, uh, in non-binary-leaning masculine, trans-masculine, anywhere in the neighborhood of man. If you recognize a loneliness in yourself if you feel like there is a way to embody masculinity in a non-toxic way and you just don't know how to do it if you're wanting to connect with other men who are conscious and trying to do the right thing and become better for our world then this weekend is for you it's here in atlanta tickets are on sale right now and i'm doing it alongside My teacher, Harshita Wagner, who has over 25 years of experience as a wisdom teacher and meditation instructor, and Stephen Lockridge, who is my friend, he's a mystic, a psychotherapist, and just an incredible human being. All of us are wanting to come together to talk about what does it look like to embody masculinity in a non-toxic way? What does it look like to be vulnerable and exchange hardness for true strength? strength of, of being robust and kind and compassionate. It's gonna be an incredible weekend and you need to show up. If this if this is like, you know, tickling something in you, like if you've like seen those other you know, men's retreats and you're like, that's not for me, I don't wanna beat my chest and run around and put mud on my face. Now, nah, let's sit down, let's talk, let's really connect with one another. I'm so fucking excited about this. So please, uh, if you go to the link in my bio, you can get registered today. The second thing, Queer Kin Weekend is coming up uh, two weeks after that, which makes me really, really excited. Um, It was originally just a big, you know, kind of general spiritual retreat, but I'm wanting to hone in on my queer kin. I wanna create space for us to explore spirituality beyond the binary in a safer place where we can just, you know, really, let loose a little bit. There's something magical that happens when you get out of your everyday around people you may not know uh, explicitly, but because of our openness, because of our shared story, there's just a lot of healing that can take place. So if you've been looking for something like that, please go register now. Uh, it's an all-inclusive price. It's, it's like I've lowered it from what it was before because I want everybody to attend, and there's only 14 beds available and 14 campsites. So if you want to come, get signed up. It's the end of August. It's a great way to end your summer. And if you want information and to get registered for that, you can go to thekevangarcia.com slash retreat. That's thekevingarcia.com slash retreat. Okay, uh, let's get into the show. I love you. Let's go. You are listening to an Irreverent Media Podcast. Go to irreverent.fm in your web browser to find more dope-ass podcasts like this. Now on to the show. hey friends i'm back 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 again welcome back to a tiny revolution i'm kevin i'm the curator of this here space and i'm glad to be with you after a couple weeks of trying to get my life together um something i try to hold on to as a content creator that i don't need to do this perfectly that there is no doing this perfectly and that i'm allowed to go slow period i'm allowed to just be and i'm allowed to practice what i preach and so Uh, if I'm ever behind on stuff, um, no, it's because I'm having to take care of myself because my mental health is just, you know, and as somebody who coaches and works with other people in order to help them overcome their own spiritual pains and like to spiritually recover from stuff, I have to be in a good place. I have to take care of myself. And that means I am never going to work myself too hard. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to like hold myself up against a deadline. Um... That doesn't exist. But I wanna say that there is a new wind in my sails as of as of recently. I'm really feeling a devotion and a connection to the work again. And I've got y'all to thank for that because a lot of you have told me like, this work means a lot to you. That this space, that these conversations we're having are helpful. And so I just wanna say, thank you. So if you've ever wanted to say something nice, you know, either in a comment or in a DM, tell the creatives in your life that their shit means something and it's been helping you because sometimes it's like, what the fuck am I doing out here, you know? Who's really listening to this? Who's really being impacted? And so it would be helpful for me just, I need some encouragement, you know, so that I can keep doing this shit and not get um, burnt out. So speaking of burning, on the podcast this week, we have the shame, slang, hip, swang, singer, songwriter, drag queen, extraordinary, uh, Flamey Grant. If you've not heard of flamey grant it's probably because you don't have a lot of religious trauma so you don't get the reference to amy grant um it's absolutely she's phenomenal but let me tell you a little bit about her the comedy queen with a blistering voice flamey grant is a gospel and roots musician from the bible belt that's going to move you soothe you heal some trauma and leave you laughing flamey's 2022 debut record bible belt baby is the world's the world's first full-length contemporary Christian album by a drag performer. And it was nominated for Best Pop Album in 2023 by the San Diego Musical Awards. Whether it's irreverent storytelling or hilarious stories of religious drama in her one-woman show called Godless she or filling a room with her amazing voice and her original music, Flamey drags you into the therapeutic, theatrical mix of music and comedy and storytelling. It's so beautiful she believes that nothing is sacred but everything is holy shame belongs in the closet and that you listener are brilliant you're a badass and you're ready to take control so if you are ready for some really good time please go ahead and grab yourself something to drink i am currently sipping on a lemon cello because gay and <laughs> enjoy this conversation with the fabulous flame grant like I didn't like that movie overall, but for some reason that song had a chokehold on me for I am
1: the exact same way. <sighs> that it's film exact... in general in didn't fact, I didn't um... like Say again.
0: The whole movie in general, but the soundtrack
1: yeah. kind of slapped. It totally slapped. I said that. I actually said that we did um you know, this is me at church, like the weekend after the movie came out. And mm-hmm. I said that in front of everybody. I was like, the movie sucked, y'all, but this song. And then, like, three people came up to me afterwards and they're like, the movie did not suck. <laughs> they were really I'm just pissed. like,
0: listen, you're allowed to be wrong. It's a free country. I yeah, love that absolutely. for you. Anyways, hi folks, welcome to A Tiny Revolution, a podcast about ordinary folks living revolutionary lives Um, uh, I am your host, but who cares about me? You know who I am This week, um, we welcome, uh, I don't think I've ever interviewed a a professional drag queen before on the show No, really? Yeah,
1: I think you're you're May 1st (laughs) I get to pop your drag queen cherry. God, Yay. I wish you would. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, ladies
0: and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Uh, a, um, a, Award nominated and um, just literally the queen of the south, the one, the only Flamie Grant.
1: Thank you. Oh, <laughs> shit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my God. I'm so happy to finally be here. I know we've been trying to get this going for a while. I know. We've been, we floated around my heels. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But we're here now.
0: Listen, I, there's no fault. Like we're here. We've made it to the present moment and (laughs) I'm thrilled. You are currently on the heels of your release of Bible Belt, baby. You are full length feature kind of like country album. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would definitely put it in that like Americana, country roots like genre. However, last night I was just at the San Diego Music Awards where it had been nominated for best pop album. I don't know why. I think maybe like some of the costuming confused the the, the panel. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh yeah, that's oh, a pop she looks girl like for a sure. Pop star, yeah. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, it's it's my little my country gospel record i'm very proud of it
0: yeah and it's really fun it's really it's good listening like it's good listening like you drive driving ah, somewhere you. you need to you know, you, especially i live in atlanta i'm stuck on the highway um mm-hmm. more frequently than i like to admit and so this is just it's good listening um mm-hmm. so hey congrats that. on on putting together a cool body of work and actually being a good <laughs> a good musician it's so <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say there's nothing worse or sadder than like, there's a queen and she really wants to like put out a song and is just like, Oh, <laughs> right. we love I mean, that have... you
1: tried. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, girl. <laughs> you look great in the music video. <laughs> yeah.
0: You listen the looks.
1: <laughs> yeah. The looks baby. Um, but um, I mean, I, I I have the advantage of having been a like musician, songwriter, Worship leader for Mm -hmm. years and years and years before I started drag, so I kind of melded my music and my drag once that that happened. Mm -hmm. Um, So
0: yeah, there was no way to
1: stop singing just because I was putting makeup on.
0: I know. Let's dig. Can we dig into that? Like, let's do just like the rough, the the what is it? Um, The quick and dirty version. What's what's Mm. your testimony?
1: Cause we... Well, when <laughs> I walked down the aisle when I was five years old, no, that's not true. Um, I went to a very conservative, very fundamentalist church growing up. Uh, it's it's a it's a group called Plymouth Brethren, but like internally, I we didn't even like use that term internally. I didn't know what yo. We were. I didn't you know you're familiar.
0: I only because of the work that I've done. I've worked with a few former yeah. Plymouth Brethren, like second gen folks
1: it's a special yeah special kind of church um, oh yeah and I don't mean that in the good way <laughs> it's uh it's the kind of place where like the women still wear head coverings are not permitted to speak um we don't have leadership like there's no paid staff there's no pastor you just like literally it's just a bunch of people mm-hmm. come together in a room and then the men are allowed to talk period <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: woof yeah sounds right? like a sounds like a we... sounds like a podcast you know
1: yeah but it kind of does it the 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 kind of podcast you want to skip
0: um <laughs> but you can't you know, because one... <laughs> you go to hell if you do
1: <laughs> yeah so uh it was it was it was strict and uh you know i had all the inclinations to dress up uh, in quote unquote traditional feminine clothing from like the earliest of age, you know, we have Mm -hmm. family photos of me and my mom's heels and her like nightgown and stuff like that. And it was apparently cute for a second because like we took those photos, we kept them there in the album. But the second I got like, well, I think, I think the second they realized it was like a pattern and there was like a something compelling me to like come back to that over and over. Mm -hmm. They were like, Oh, let's nip this in the bud. So Mm -hmm. I didn't, um, explore, anything about drag or my gender or any of it until much, much later. I mean, I didn't come out fully until I was like 28. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: um, the drag, it was, it was a late in life uh, return to my, my childhood, uh, you know, inclinations, I think. But, um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, church was, church was, uh, it was was rough growing up.
0: Yeah, I was the same way. I have memories of me like getting into my mom's makeup and I have memory. There's actually a, a, a picture that I have. It's me and my little brother and my dad and my aunt. For some reason, like I remember this so vividly, we're stuck in the camper, it's raining outside and Mamaw's there. And for some reason, she just thought it'd be funny to put some lipstick on me and my little brother. And then we put some <laughs> on my dad and then we all put little barrettes in our hair and it was very funny. Aww. And it was the same thing. I remember at one point, like uh, growing up, like I wanted, like I think it was like a girl toy from a store, and my mom was like, mm, "Don't you want something else? Don't you want something like what your little brother has?" And it's like, mm, "No, bitch! I want the purse. I want the purse." <laughs> I was,
1: the... I was very clear.
0: <laughs> I was like, "Think of all the shit yeah. I can put in there. I want to put it in my pockets and make them bulgy."
1: I know it's so funny because that's just kind of the the national I feel like the cultural reaction right now too it's like mm-hmm. drag has been cute up to a point and now we've got this like uh you know it was fine when Robin Williams was doing it it was fine if, if Dustin mm-hmm. Hoffman was doing it it was fine when a straight white male was doing it but right. now that queer people want to be out in the public uh mm-hmm. you know flaunting and we realize, lifestyle
0: and realizing that it's like not it's not just about you know men in dresses You know, it's not just about you know, we're here to have a good time, people getting drunk and like an alternative lifestyle or whatever. It's like, no, like this is, uh, like you guys are all focusing on drag, but just like the like, it's not an attack on just that. It's an attack on queer community at large.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're just a nice like, easy angle, an easy in for folks to come in and say, see, this is demented. Um, and this is what all queer people are doing. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and some of it is the... demented.
1: Let's be honest. Sometimes yeah. drag is demented <laughs> and oh that's my fine. <laughs>
0: yeah. You just got to know what show you're getting into. Like yeah. there's <laughs> yeah. a couple of new year's Eve shows where I'm just like, Oh my gosh, that baby, that giant new year's Eve baby is having birth to another <laughs> baby. I think this is <laughs> metaphoric. Yeah. Um, it, but, and also they were doing it to I'm your baby tonight by <laughs> Whitney. <laughs> But it was like slowed down and like gothic. I was like, this is, ho- this is a New Year's Eve show. I don't, I, I didn't, not Halloween, but yeah. anyways. Yeah. Hey. I digress. Don't know what you're getting into. When you first started doing drag, did you think that it was also going to be like a part of your, I don't know, your expression of faith, if you will. Because I think- a, My I, ministry. Your ministry. Because a lot of times, <laughs> uh, I know, we both know so many people who, when they come out, it's like, I'm not allowed to have that anymore. I'm not allowed to express mm. any yeah. sort of, I don't it's almost just like they put all their spiritual trauma on the shelf and they just go on with their life without ever mm-hmm. unpacking it. But you are just like, nah, this yeah. is, I don't know, it's just, it just, it feels like, at least as long as I've known you, it's always been at the front. Plus your name is Flamey Grant, so like-
1: yeah. <laughs> i know right i i should have seen it coming just from the name i picked but um i would say initially no like initially drag for me was just gonna be me like i wasn't even really planning to become a performing queen i went to a couple parties in drag and had fun with it and um i was sitting around one night watching old episodes of drag race with my husband and asked him i was like what what would your drag name be? And he had one at the ready. He had already thought about it, a man to do it. And I was like, I don't, I don't have a drag name. What would mine be? And I love the puns. Mm-hmm. I love when, when people do a, a pun on, on their favorite icon or whatever. But I was like, you know, my friends were all listening to Brittany, but I was only allowed to listen to what I could get at our <laughs> local Christian bookstore known as the carpenter shop in Asheville. Not North, the Carolina. carpenter so, shop. <laughs> the carpenter shop, mama. I spent hours hours.
0: Non-spawn, non-spawn.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, Amy was my diva. So I just, that name just kind of popped in my head. And when I said it, he laughed and my husband has no like religious trauma. He doesn't have the same upbringing I had. So I was like, okay, well if he's laughing, I know kids who grew up in youth group are going to laugh. So oh, yeah, it kind of evolved, you know, from there, I just, uh, what, what really flipped the switch in my mind was, um, my, my friend, uh, I think you know uh, Kate Christensen Martin. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, she she was my pastor at the time, and she asked me to if I would consider doing giving the sermon one Sunday in drag. And I was like, I don't even I don't even know what that looks like. Like, how I have does no that work? conception of that. That seems wild. Yeah, yeah. I had I had not encountered other. And there are plenty of drag artists doing spiritual work. Obviously, I just hadn't like met that community yet, so I didn't have the concept. So my way of preparing for that was to make a little TikTok video and just 60 second little homily, if you will, while I was painting my face. And I was like, okay, yeah, that'll work. I can do that. And I posted it and I went to bed and the next morning it's like still my most watched video mm. It has almost a million views at this point. And the comment I got over and over and over again was I feel safe and I feel seen. Mm. And when people started saying that to me, like that was the thing that made me realize, holy shit, like I think, i think this there is something in this that's more than just like me affirming my inner child like i think i can actually affirm a lot of people Mm -hmm. um and in different ways by doing this and so that that set me on the trajectory to to give flamey like more of that spiritual angle Mm -hmm. um which yeah was never part of the plan (laughs) rarely is and i had done my yeah it rarely is i had done most of my like that the, the initial like part of deconstruction i had already done um you know years ago i i started a podcast called heathen because that's what we it Mm -hmm. was 2017 we didn't have like deconstruction communities. right deconstruction wasn't a trending hashtag you know so Mm -hmm. i just was like i guess i'm an apostate and i want to talk about it with folks and so let's just have a podcast called heathen so i had done a lot of that processing already so when flamey came around i was Maybe a little bit already into that like transcendent and include mm-hmm. space, right? Um, where I, you know, I have a spirituality, I have a, I have a, a faith. It's just you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't look anything like what I grew up with, right? Um, but yeah, I think it's really interesting. It
0: all in. I think those of us who like, you know, who I don't know, we're a little bit older. You know, I'm in my my <laughs> 30s, and so that makes me like a little bit older, depending on who's listening. Like depending on who's oh. listening. Um, (laughs) but I I don't know, like I graduated high school in 2008, Rob Bell was like my initial person who I was pulling shit apart with. And again, we didn't call it deconstruction back then, it was just like, okay, I'm, my faith is expanding. And like, I think, I don't know if it was like the, I don't know it feels like, and I don't want to make generalizations. But maybe I don't. I want to know what you think, just from observing and talking to people. It's like, is it that there's always been this number of traumatized people out there, and they're just now starting to talk about it, or uh, were we just built different and tougher as kids? I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. That is an interesting question. I mean, I, I've my whole life I've heard people say things like, "I'm a recovering Baptist" or "I'm a recovering Catholic." Mm-hmm. So I feel like the folks have been there. But the community, the way the community has formed and folks have kind of rallied around the idea of like, Mm -hmm. like there's, there's an identity piece to it now. Right. Like we've, we kind of like put that in our bios, like I'm evangelical or I'm whatever. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, and I mean, I did it without even knowing it by starting that podcast, you know, I kind of like created that, that like kind of space. Yeah. So I don't, I I don't, I don't ever remember seeing that kind of Mm -hmm gathering and uh, around around our mm-hmm. <laughs> our shared trauma yeah. before it was more something that like you said earlier like I feel like folks put it on the shelf and we're like okay I'm a recovering baptist I'm just not going to you know yeah. process it and maybe our maybe this generation just likes processing things more
0: yeah maybe you know they're more emotionally healthy they're like able to identify their trauma more because yes. they have the data so really what we're seeing here is you and I are the problem <laughs> <'Cause-> <laughs> just always always, I've always been the problem hi it's me it's taylor um yes you um also recently did a video and feature with fucking Derek webb which i thought was like is that out yet D- i haven't spoiled it's not listen don't worry i can wait till it does come yeah. out because he sent it to me and i was like
1: oh good good good
0: like he sent it to me and i good. was like
1: then, yeah we can gag
0: first of all <laughs> she was serving i want to talk about it she yeah. was serving yes, right?
1: wasn't she i was like when, yeah. I, when i
0: saw like the finished product i'm just like it's serving morgan mcmichaels a little bit that jaw that, thank that you jawline. that is
1: exactly what i said yep that jawline wow when i when i finished it and stood back i was like oh shit did i just paint morgan like what happened <laughs> um You're ex- Ugh. yeah yeah it's so it it should be out really soon, so hopefully it won't you know yeah. force you to delay this too long but um I, he, he had to delay it for personal totally reasons, fine. it should be coming out quickly but um but it's yeah when when he reached out we what well, we've we've been talking for a while now, actually he came on my podcast years ago, mm-hmm. so that's where our friendship started, and we've been chatting and uh just about different ways to collaborate and I was actually in Nashville, and we mm-hmm. sat down at a coffee shop and we were just talking about drag and and I asked him if he'd ever been put in drag. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, 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 I haven't. That'd be fun. And I was like, yeah, we should do a whole thing we'll call it dragging Derek. And, um, that's funny. And that, that just kind of snowballed into, like, he had this, he has this gorgeous, gorgeous song, um, written for like, really, I don't want to, I don't want to tell his story and I don't know how much of that he wants to share, but written for really personal reasons for him and Mm -hmm. people in his life, um, that he wanted to affirm. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, and so, that idea just went so well with this, this, this message that he, I mean, the song starts out, it's, oh, the first line of the song is, let me start by saying, I still love you. And that's just the thing that every person should say when someone comes out, that Mm -hmm. should be the first words out of your mouth. Um, when someone comes out to you when someone reveals part of themselves to you, that was previously in the dark in the shadows, um, and and we've all you know we've come out enough times to know that the the responses vary. Oof. And So when you hear, when you hear one like that, it just it just hits and it resonates and it sits with you. And so the second I heard that first line, I was already weeping. Mm. And um, and then yeah, he flew out here to San Diego, and we we got to sit down in a church, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I got to paint him up, and and we we. And he, and he invited me to sing on the track too so I get to be a featured artist on this track which Come is like now. hello like middle school high school Matthew is just like on oh, cloud nine right get to do that because like both of, yeah. like because
0: like uh, I was there for uh wedding dress that was like my intro to Derek Webb and so like yes yep. seeing that evolution and kind of like evolving alongside all of our favorite artists is kind of cool like in a lot of it's ways so cool and to recognize it's just the
1: most affirming experience.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Were you at, um, wild goose the year Amy Grant was there?
1: No, the year after I was there. Ugh. And I hate that I missed that year because I saw all the pictures. I heard all the stories. El Shaddai giving communion to the queer people. I just uh,
0: levels on levels. I that would
1: have, that would have been my, you were there. I was there. Oh, I was there. Lucky I saw you.
0: Um, it was also, um, this, uh, it was the, because of Amy Grant, I ended up having the best sex of my life, uh, that weekend. No, I mean, okay, it, come on. it was like during the, you know, it was during the, the concert and I'm like, you know, flying high and having a great time. And I run into this guy who's uh-huh. been flirting with me all weekend, who I think is like, he's flirty. He's nice. He's not into girls like me. And I'm like dressed like Christian right. Coachella and whatever. <laughs> and then like, you know, one thing led to another, and I was like, "Do you want to go back to my tent?" And I was like, "Oh my god, yeah." And earlier that day, the United Church of Christ was handing out condoms and lube, and I'm just like, "How great thou art, baby!" Amazing. And if it wasn't for Amy Grant art. singing "Baby, Baby," and then us dancing a little too mm, close, the vibes. <sighs> yep. So, Amy, if I ever, if it's... we ever get to meet you, thanks. Right?
1: That's the dream. That's the dream, right there. Listen, I think. Please lead off with that, please. <laughs> Amy, <laughs> please be like. You gave me the best sex of my life, thank you Yeah, you really
0: truly let's put that on like the, the list of things that are that we're gonna manifest is like you two on the same stage doing mm. something I just I feel that in I can feel it coming in the air tonight, you know
1: mm. yes, I feel God I in feel this chilies <laughs> I feel God on this podcast um yeah I, I it would be a dream and and I think there are. I hope there are some things um, in motion that are are moving us in that direction. So, we'll see. We'll see. I, I can't, you know, listen. Can't make that prediction or anything yet. But um,
0: oh, I can. I'm a witch.
1: <laughs> I look. <laughs> I look into I'll my crystal it. balls.
0: Exactly. Um, when <laughs> when you, um, I wonder for like the like we we both have friends out there for whom like they don't want to touch. It's when they, it's just like, I don't do religion. And they say like the same kind of people who things like mm-hmm. religion is oppression. And I'm like, I'm oh, yeah. like, that's a very generalized statement. And I can mostly agree with it, but also like, it's, it's more nuanced than that. And so when you're yeah. talking with our friends who, for whom like spirituality and religion and anything remotely that like, looks like it has a Christian bend to it, they're just like, yeah, fuck you, I'm out. Like how how do you I don't know how do you hold space in that kind of regard? I mean,
1: I, I guess I start by acknowledging that I wrestle with that exact same mm-hmm. feeling intensely. I mean I I, I um I, we released the record Bible Belt Baby as a Christian like we released it in the Christian genre, mm-hmm. and that was a that was a decision I went back and forth on about eighteen times. Mm-hmm. I. I And ultimately, I think what what really compelled me to do it was, um, well, seeing Semler, Semler, you know, releasing their record in that genre, skyrocketing to the top of that chart, and um, but seeing how they've kind of navigated that space and are just so fully authentically themselves, um, and they embrace the the, that that they're a spiritual guide Mm -hmm. to people, like that their music like creates spiritual spaces for people, and I was like, okay. Like, that's something I can definitely get on board with. Um, and then also, it, it's Derek, actually. Derek Webb uh, ha, has said multiple times lately that um, Chris- the word Christian, when applied to anything other than a person, is just a marketing term. Ooh, and I'm like, bitch. Right? Ooh, right? somebody. Somebody. Yeah. That quick update. So I was like, me. well, okay, that's just. That's just a, that's um, that's a marketing term I'm putting on this label, because, on this album, because Whoa. it's, uh that's first of all, that's partly who it's for, right? right It's for, I would love for, I would love, we love for the, Christian for the Christians, they,
0: they need to listen to this record, She It.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and I would love for folks who identify as, you know, having been brought up Christian and maybe they don't anymore, and maybe they have that reaction, maybe like their response is... Ah, like it's christian no but um i i I want those folks to hear it too and know that they're seen you know that their journey is seen that their experience Mm -hmm. is seen um but yeah it 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 ultimately does kind of rub me the wrong way sometimes when folks are really hardcore like like first of all like it's almost like fundamentalism in the other direction thank you that's what i'm looking for yeah it's like read some of the cues first. Like first of all, I'm a drag queen. Like Hi. let's 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 just acknowledge that a drag queen who's like doing Christian work is not going to be your typical Christian. So like yeah. let's get curious there, right? Yeah, like, just like cut me some slack. Just Come on. Let's have a spirit on, of curiosity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's have a spirit of curiosity in general about most things anyway, not everything. But we don't need to have mm-hmm. curiosity about like Southern American evangelicalism. Like if you want to say it about that, like if you want to like cut the cord on that Mm -hmm. great like like that's fine at the same time there are still kids growing up in southern american evangelicalism Mm -hmm. who are queer and are going to come out as queer and so you know by completely severing any kind of uh contact or or you know being being people in that space by if we all just like vacate that space like What's gonna fill that void when we leave? It's not gonna be somebody who's gonna be there for queer kids, I'll mm-hmm. tell you that much. So by and I'm not saying this is for everyone. I'm like if you need right. to get out and your trauma like has has done you a number and you yeah, need to go, get out, oh, go run. Like do yeah, take take care of yourself. I still think there are some of us, and I identify as one of those folks who can like, I don't know, I'm at a point in my life where I've done some work, I've got really good community around me, mm-hmm. I've got like, the thi- I have the things in place that I need to stay healthy, yes. right? And so now I can, like, re-enter some of those spaces. I can be a representative in some of those spaces. And mm-hmm. and I hope I-, I get the chance to be seen in some of those spaces mm-hmm. solely for the reason that I know those kids. Right. I know that I, I didn't have anybody until Ellen came out on TV, right? Like, that was, that was the first time I ever even knew a- there was another gay person in the world. The first time I knew it was and okay so- that
0: we could see a gay person on TV was Kurt on Glee. Because my mother didn't freak out when he when there was a gay character on TV, and I was like, "Okay, maybe my family's changing just a little bit."
1: Wow! Like that's uh, yeah, I love it. And I, that's where I. I mean, I wasn't allowed to watch Ellen in my house. (laughs) That was it was banned TV the second she came out. But I snuck it. I snuck. I actually remember I put in a. VHS. Do you remember what those oh, are? Oh my Gets? God! Yeah. I put a VHS in, and I set the little timer on the VCR to mm-hmm. record the puppy episode when she came out. Um, and I know Ellen's, you know, complicated. And we, yeah, 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 yeah. But still, the community has feelings about it. But I'm, I'm talking about Ellen in 1996 yeah. or whenever it was. Um, and I recorded that it was a Wednesday night, and we were at Wednesday night prayer meeting. So I recorded it secretly, and I came <laughs> home, and I rushed in the door, and I pulled out the VHS before anyone I I got it. VHS. Before anyone else got it. And I hid it so that I could watch it when I was home alone. And yeah.
0: Damn. Yeah, so. The
1: levels. And what's so
0: funny is like we even like. It's still in those moments. Still took us to like you know. You know 28 and I think I was 24 when I came out. It still took us mm-hmm. a while. It's like. Yeah. And um, what I think is. I don't know. I was talking with someone earlier today. who was like very much still afraid of hell very much still afraid Mm -hmm. of this part of themselves not sure about what's you know what is this saying what the bible says and i'm like honey it could be like i just want to say for anyone who's listening it is never too late i that's like i don't know we we often think oh i should have started my spiritual practice earlier i should have left earlier i should have done xyz you couldn't do it earlier like we couldn't do it yeah. earlier. We had we weren't ready till yeah. we were ready. And when we were, it was magic.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love that you um I'm gonna I'm gonna put my mama on blast now. Come on now. You you also call your use use the word mamma. I'm from Western North Carolina. Okay, so yeah, I'm yeah.
0: from East Tennessee, so
1: Oh yeah, perfect. Yeah. Uh, but my mama that's her testimony. You know, mm. she she's uh, and my whole life I heard her say that she was scared of hell and that's why she got saved. And it always, it always st- stuck in my, you know, my brain as like something that's like, there's something off with this and I don't know what it is because obviously we should be scared of hell, right? The way it's described sure. to us growing up. Um, So it wasn't really until I was an adult and I heard my mama say that one time and I was like, Oh my gosh, you've been saying that my whole life. And now I understand you so much better. And I understand so much of this, whole sect of our religion better. Um, uh, and I do say sect because I, I think I grew up in a cult and I do think that um, American evangelicalism, by and large, is, has cult-like tendencies. I mean, I and, put it um, up there.
0: It's, it's damn near close. Yeah. It has a lot of the markers.
1: Yep, absolutely. And, uh, but, but to, to see that, it just makes me, makes me so sad for my mamaw. She's a wonderful person mm-hmm. and she has, has so much love and is generous and kind and to know that she's like had this like fear rooted in her chest mm-hmm. her whole life and that is what compels her like, <sighs> toward toward her divinity right toward Christ towards mm-hmm. um towards her spiritual path i'm just like that's no way i mean like live. yeah
0: it seems and i think we like you know speaking as people who probably had a huge fear of hell and then were able to let go of that fear of hell it is a physical release Like, for me, Mm. the anxiety around hell, like, lived in my gut so much and, like, in my shoulders so much. So, like, it was always here and, like, crunched in all the time. And, like, over time, over undoing those things is, like, now I can tell when I'm having a stress response because everything starts tightening up again. And I'm, like, oh, that's not, I don't have to do that anymore. But I really noticed, like, uh, did you ever have any hell dreams? like any any, any oh, yes. anxiety. yeah
1: anxiety dreams about hell hell and rapture dreams oh my yep. god
0: mm-hmm. did you ever get afraid that you got left oh. behind
1: I uh, totally like that was like a very <laughs> frequent occurrence common unfortunately because Jesus was coming yeah. back at any moment any moment uh, any moment mm-hmm. it's what yep my mom always said I believe I believe Jesus is coming back in my lifetime <laughs> I'm like well mom <laughs> the hours are counting down <laughs> you need Jesus to hurry yeah up. <laughs> Like otherwise, like you're
0: gonna have to wait. I think he's, I think he's on. He's somewhere else, you know. His co- his cosmic <laughs> being yeah. left the Earth, and he's like, "I'll be back. Don't worry, guys. Yeah. Just like yeah. my dad. <laughs> he's like
1: he's like he's like uh, what's Miss Mrs. Marvel or whatever? Free Larson. Oh yeah. it's like, like just I'm gonna I'm gonna go handle some other galaxies for a while. She's like just like this is <laughs> this is
0: too much and i'm like i'm with you girl like cowboy take me away <laughs> um i want to know what is your biggest like what's a big dream for your yourself as a performer in this space mm. what's like yeah what's the big dream the big scheme
1: Ooh, this is this is a fun question and maybe one of the things i don't do enough. Actually, mm, um, Dreamscape. Kind of, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, actually, we made um vision boards for New Year's this year for the first Isn't time. Isn't it fun, we, my husband and I? We, yeah, it was really fun. I and I, it's. I'm not like crafty like that. Like, I'm not very interested in in that kind of. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm like, what's the purpose? Like, I want to do something that has a purpose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like, make me a garment. Me let's let style a let's thing yeah. thing. Let's do a face, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, but this was it was a really good practice for me and uh, I I I think um, I definitely would love to do like some national touring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to like maybe be on like an interesting bill. Like I'd love to open for somebody really interesting. Cool. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean I I I'm, I this is where I should probably be more specific with my dreams and like actually start naming. Yeah. Who do you really who would you love to, to open for? I mean, I don't know, like Brandy, like Brandy Carlyle. Oh, like, fuck, yeah, That's yes. a, ma- a massive, insane fucking And group, also, but, a
0: re- um, like, that's a, yeah, good match.
1: Right? Like, that would be... It's like I this like similar, like, sound
0: profiles to, like, I think her audience would yeah. really love you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, And then, I mean, Amy Grant would obviously be, be, like, anything to do with Amy Grant, whether it's just even, like, one duet, I'd love to just do a duet. No, you got to
0: open for Amy Grant. Um, at some sort That'd of be, like she's got a headline something <laughs> at some festival some queer festival maybe yes
1: yeah yeah, yeah. it's coming it's gonna happen it's coming. Ooh. um yeah so that kind of stuff and then i you know i like a lot of theater kids i have the broadway dreams like it would be so fun to play a, a character like um peppermint was in the the uh, head over heels the go-go's mm-hmm. musical and killed. I got to see that in New York. Uh, it was so good. And I love that musical. So I'd love to play that role. Or, you know, Jinx was just in Chicago, obviously. I tried so. to get tickets. Um,
0: I couldn't get them. I was so mad.
1: Uh, it would have been great. <sighs> they were they're like, they're going to like hotcakes once they added her to the cast. I mean,
0: and we know we're in high high demand out here in these streets.
1: Drag and sell, baby. Come on. I
0: mean, I'm ex, I mean, I just, it gets me excited for you. Like, Cause like, thank you. You're really good at what you like. You're a fabulous makeup artist. You're a fabulous musician and performer. Like, you're so easy to talk to and get along with, and also just like you're a sweetie. You're just a big old Aww. sweetie.
1: Thank you. It's true. And I. <laughs> this is why this is why I came here today was just to be affirmed. I, I love it. Thank you. That's
0: what I'm here to do. It's one of my spiritual gifts: encouragement. Did everybody? What is your spiritual gifts according to the fivefold ministry? Oh, yeah fuck y'all i'm discerning right now that this is not where i want to be get out of here! Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah um a random question that just came Maybe to discernment
1: m- was our spiritual gift the whole time though hello somebody oh, and that's why we're where we're at
0: exactly yeah. um this is all this is like a little bit of like out of left field but it just came to mind do you ever mm-hmm. do any like uh like promise keepers or men's group things when you were like deep evangelical
1: Oh, uh, gosh, sorry. I just, um, almost, came up in the back of my throat. Sorry um, that you almost
0: threw up. Sorry to gag you and trigger yeah,
1: you Yeah, um, <laughs> I did not do Promise Keepers. Um, I did do a few things. I did, well, first of all, I was in Exodus, which was- oh like yeah,
0: a, same. You know, same, same. same therapy. Yeah, the OG. Yeah. So.
1: self yeah, self enrolled. Like I, that's Same. how bad my internalized homophobia was. Yeah, yeah,
0: we were the that we were the original X gays. We were out here. I was about to be a superstar X gay. Oh, that's gosh. what I was on track for.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, that's when that's in you, like the star, like like when you want that like spotlight. It Come doesn't on. matter what path you're on. You're like X gay. Great. I'll be the I'll be the celebrity X gay.
0: <laughs> I also just talked um, to somebody recently. Yeah, I, I definitely. Like, t- uh, a, a worship pastor who also has an ex-gay podcast and like their whole shtick is that I'm like, I think I should tell you about a therapist I know because I don't think we're ready to work together, honey. <laughs>
1: Anyways, <Yeah. laughs> you didn't
0: do uh
1: promise um, keepers. It, well, it was, I didn't do promise keepers, but that, I think that the, that Exodus, my participation in that really mm-hmm. led me to seek out because like, it wasn't 12 steps necessarily but there were steps that you took as part of like going Mm -hmm. through your exodus therapy right like and it Mm -hmm. it was reconcile with the same sex parent because you have a deficiency of love from them and that's why Mm -hmm, you're queer mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um those kinds of things so and and you know one of those steps was just like building those relationships with other men and so i sought out like i had i had i have a um like a (sighs) Co- codependent thing with pastors, like that's been my thing my whole life. <laughs> like I've just mm. really latched on to pastors throughout my journey and been like, "You're the one, you're the one who's gonna like mm-hmm. complete me, save me, like you're gonna help cure like. me, you're going to
0: help me find a wife."
1: <sighs> it's so funny. It's so funny because the whole time i I think I really was trying to feel like a man, right? Because I was told yeah. that that's what I was. I need to feel. I need to feel like a man, and. It turns out I'm not. Like, I'm not a man. I Like, I didn't know what non-binary was back then. But um, mm-hmm. I was trying to answer a question that my body wasn't asking. You know, that's kind of what it what it came down to. So I did. I, I had a... Um, Whoa, can we, like, highlight went that Went to real men's quick? groups at church and things. You said...
0: you oh, said yeah, yeah, yeah. My, I was trying to answer a question that my body wasn't asking. It's like, yeah. how do I be a man? I don't know. It's not important to me. But you're just like, where does I have to be... A- that just like really that hits home for me
1: Mm. i mean years i spent years gosh and i some of my most like cringy moments when i think back on them not that we you know we know not to regret anything right but but you still have those Mm. moments where you're like oh i said that um and and it's those moments (laughs) when i was like with (laughs) uh, with a friend a male friend usually my pastor at the time and and like, just straight up, I remember straight up asking, like, do you see me as one of the guys? And, mm. like, it was such a preoccupation for me wow. in my early 20s, especially, to just, like, I, you know, I, I think part of it was knowing that my status in the church and my the place I held in the church as a worship leader, as a church planter, those kinds of things, like, was contingent on... <laughs> Mm-hmm. on my sexuality and, and my performative uh, gender expression. right? And um, so I was chasing those things all the time and it just wasn't, I wish I just, ugh, I wish I had had access to the kinds of th- these kinds of conversations back then, because my mm-hmm. little NB self could have just like been like, actually you don't, you don't need to waste all this time doing these yeah. things and they're really going to fuck you up in the end, baby. Like, because the these way, people are not. First of all, the, go ahead.
0: I was I was gonna say the the way that I can just look back over all of it of the ways that I was just grasping at this false idea of what it means to be masculine or feminine, mm-hmm. and like you know, I would be, I would be the kind of person who would be like sneak sneakily wearing lipstick like by myself in the car and then wiping it off. Yeah. And I would be the person who like oh. always wanted to paint their nails, but never did. Um, yeah. and that th- just all of these different moments throughout, like even in like college, I joined a frat because I was like so obsessed with being, you know, figuring out what I meant to be a dude. And all the while, mm-hmm. like, you know, it, it frankly, it's because of my fraternity that I was able to like start coming out sooner because they really were like Kevin we know that you're you're a little mean you know you're a little hmm. mm. and they didn't care I was like this is the reason yeah. we voted you in because we like you and yeah. even over the years like I they're still like still some of my best friends which was like again not common for fraternity yeah. life it's mostly toxic and it needs to be burnt to the ground as a system overall mm. I think fraternities are shitty I was some weird exception in the in the universe
1: nice on the record, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I went to a tiny uh, Christian school, King King College. At the time, I think it's King University now, but in Bristol, Tennessee, and um, uh, we didn't have, you know, Greek life, but we had, you know, the, the structures exist mm-hmm. wherever you are, uh, especially at that age. So, like, there were still these, like, it was almost almost just kind of like organized by your hall in your dorm. So, like. Every hall had their own identity and their own like you would want to go live in this hall if you were a jock or this hall if you were.
0: Oh, interesting. Kind
1: of so, like y'all yeah. just like self segregated so felt. We kind of did, yeah, yeah. And 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 it was that was me too. Like in those in those, I I I spent all of my time in the dorm, <laughs> trying to, just trying to be part of things. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I ultimately dropped out of college after two years because I just it was. I was massively unhealthy, mm-hmm. and um, and it wasn't a good space for me. But um, I wish I would have dropped yeah, out
0: of college yeah. shit. Like, got a whole degree I'm not <laughs> using and so much debt. Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> yeah. I have half the debt and no degree, so at <laughs> <laughs> it, least.
0: But it's like, you know, like, here's the deal. Like, you know, like, you know, you're doing uh, music with Derek Webb, and you're touring and, like, getting nominated for awards and, like, kind of. God. Like fuck that college degree,
1: man. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I, I, I wish the options, and maybe it's just because I, we went to a, an itty bitty Christian K through 12 school as well, where my mom is, was a teacher until last year. She just retired. Mm. Um, so that's probably a big part of why the, I, I had no concept of what options were
0: available yeah. to me. You know, the whole me world imagine. was so was, small. Was like
1: so small. It's like go into ministry, or you know, get like one of the jobs that are in the the kids' books, like firefighter, policeman, doctor. Like you know, right? Those were those are the options. Um, and there's so much more that you can do in the world. Mm-hmm. And um, it would have been nice to have those too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is basically just a really long talk about how all the all the opportunities we missed because of evangelicalism. And you know thanks, what? Church. Yeah.
0: Thanks a lot, you assholes. Now I've got to like <laughs> make it all up in less time but I will say Mm -hmm. I really do feel like I'm starting to like, I'm making up for lost time in some ways where like, which it's not in a sad way, but in a way that like I have an intense lust for life now that I did not have before. Before it was like, how do I manage my stress in a God honoring way, (laughs) you know? That's really what it was. It's like, how can I give like my entire identity to this entire body and like lose, if I lose myself, I will lose my pain as well. And it's like, that's not how it works. Yeah, it's like to lose yourself is not. the most painful thing. And that's what they yeah. don't tell you. So
1: that's what needs to be highlighted too. that, that right there. If I, the idea that if I lose myself, I'm going to lose my pain and no baby, that's what's causing. Mm. Mm.
0: Mark that um, one down. Call somebody up. Yeah. <laughs> um, Flamie Grant. I have enjoyed our time and I always like to end every conversation with five questions it's called five things just one time so okay um as uh are you ready are you ready for the countdown you ready to spill your beans let's do it yes (laughs) all right number one what's one thing that you like about yourself
1: oh um i like my singing voice it's good it's a nice voice Thank you. Um, she can belt when she needs to.
0: A Bible belt, baby? <laughs> <laughs> um, Puns. Number, uh, I guess two. Uh, what's one thing that you're really proud of? Or just regular proud of?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm really proud of how I kind of self-identified some of my issues like codependency being probably the biggest one in my 20s and and without having any kind of knowledge of a a a track or a path to like recovery from those things like Mm -hmm. seeking out that information finding the people who could help me um basically just recognizing that like something was askew in my spirit and i wanted i wanted to heal so so basically like being on on it never ending pursuit of like mm. personal healing. I'm proud of I'm proud of that. Uh, I, I know a lot of people that I grew up with who could probably use more personal healing and I, oh, don't, yeah. I don't see a lot of that pursuit. So yeah. if you're doing that, be proud of yourself. If you are pursuing your personal healing and your spiritual healing, be proud of yourself.
0: Yeah, fuck yeah. And also if you need some tips and tricks, call one of us up, we'll mm-hmm. let you know where to start. That's right. Um, right. What's one thing
1: that, like, pisses you off and or is, like, a pet peeve? Mm. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind right now are these drag bills. Um, because they're... We've already, we've already said, uh, you know, it, drag is kind of this angle that folks can come into our community and really vilify the whole community. That's what it's really all about. Mm-hmm. Like, they're using drag as the, the scapegoat, but it's really about... Trans folks, gender nonconforming folks, anybody who's just being themselves out in the world is now, you know, a target and at risk mm-hmm. uh, because of these power plays by weak minded, cowardly, fearful people in power. And we got to get them out. Yep we got to get those people out so vote kids
0: and as a personal plug for me you can go to votesaveamerica.com to learn how to get involved in your local elections and how to help on the federal level as well as uh getting money to states uh where there's like we call them battleground states um Mm -hmm. trying to move away from like violence language for myself (laughs) yeah same (laughs) But at the same time, I'm just but, like... You know,
1: the word the word ally, the word ally is a word of war. And we have to, like, acknowledge that, too. So if you are an ally, if you consider yourself an ally, that's not just being like, oh, yeah, I'm cool with gay people. If you're an ally, baby, that means you stand on the front lines with us. Mm-hmm. Okay? You believe in the ideology. You align yourself with our mission and our task and you got to fight with us, and you are Otherwise, willing
0: to accept the same consequences that will happen to mm-hmm. us for standing up for what is right and if you're not yeah. willing to do that and it's fine if you're not willing just admit that to yourself and tell us and then be on Thank your merry you. way i don't want you around if you don't want to be here but if you do want to be here just know there is not a requirement but there is an expectation so you know Get into it or get out the way. <laughs> Listen,
1: yeah, did y'all absolutely. know you were coming
0: to a... We're having a recruitment meeting for the Gay Agenda. You can sign up. <laughs> uh, what is one thing that you are super... Uh, no, committed to. What are you committed to? One thing you're committed to.
1: Uh, I am committed to... Well, I I'm committed to this... Yeah, let's let's maybe not call it a fight, but I, I'm committed to meeting the challenges ahead for mm-hmm. our community. Um, we my husband and I are actually moving back to North Carolina this fall, um, mm-hmm. and you know we didn't want to move to Tennessee necessarily, but it turns out North Carolina now has their own drag bill that's being proposed. You know mm-hmm. who knows where that will go. I hope hope it won't pass, but there's a chance it could. So I could be moving into a state where where my my chosen profession now is going to be something I have to like.
0: really protect yourself work
1: with yeah yeah protect myself within the legal system for but um but I'm really committed to being present and making sure that people know that these folks are lying to them that we're not we're not your enemy baby the queer community is not your threat we are actually here to save our churches we're here to save. Mm, come on our government Because no one's going to fight harder for liberty and justice for all than people who learned how to save themselves and then save the others in our community. Okay? Like,
0: come on now. You've got. This is how I know that we're both preachers at some point in like somewhere within us because like (laughs) we get to shouting.
1: Yeah, it's in there.
0: (laughs) The last question What's one thing you want to do before
1: you die? Visit every national park. It's glorious. <laughs> I'm I'm about halfway there. I think there are sixty three three now because they've named a few in the past few years. But I'm at twenty nine. I think I've seen twenty nine.
0: Mm. So
1: and my favorite one so far is Canyonlands National Park in Utah. It is the quietest place I've ever been to in the whole world. And
0: yeah, wow. let me tell you the desert. Growing up in the south, like you know, we didn't have deserts. We didn't know nothing about that. I went out to right. Utah. Yeah. Went out to Joshua Tree, and both times in those places where it's just like,
1: I'm like, it is silent. There's no crickets, there's no chirping, there's no rustling of leaves in the wind. It's just dead, it's wild.
0: So cool, wild. so cool. Yeah. Um, Play Me Grant, the one and only, the true, the mother to so many of us. The mother we never oh. had, but always needed. Um, <laughs> tell, tell folks on the internet where they can connect with you and where they can buy your album and stream your album, Bible Belt Baby.
1: Yes, uh, it's... I'm on all the social media places, uh, just at Flamey Grant. And that's Amy Grant with an FL in front of it. Um, and yeah, my album's on your favorite streaming platform, Spotify, Apple Music, all of them. It's just, it's just, just search for me. I'm the only one. I'm the only Flamey out there. The only
0: Flamey Grant. And uh, also, change your handle to the only Flamey Grant, just because I think it's funny. The, uh, the only Flamey. Um, back in the day when we had Twitter, it was just like, the real Rob Bell and like, the real Kevin yeah. J. Um The official, the authentic. Yeah. Oh my god. Let's do the authentic one. The authentic Flamey Cramp. Um that's your second album. Uh, Yes. Anyways, um this is a treat. This is a dream. You're I can't wait till you you move to the south and then we can do some sick ass collaborations.
1: Let's Let's do it. Let's party.
0: That was my conversation with the fabulous Flamie Grant. You can follow all of her work across the internet at Flamey Grant and at FlamieGrant.com. That's Amy Grant with an FL in front of it, but not for Florida, you know? <laughs> oh my God. I love you so much, girl. Thank you for coming on the show. What a treat. What a dream. And seriously, I can't wait for us to hang out in real life. Um, Go stream the album Bible Belt Baby wherever you stream your music or buy it on iTunes because people sometimes do that as well. You can also get vinyl. She's got vinyl in her merch shop. Go get it. Okay, there's that. Um, Second thing, in this episode, uh, we talked about her work on the video with Derek Webb for Boys Will Be Girls, where she was also featured on the track. You need to go watch that video, and then right after that, come back and listen to the next episode with Derek Webb, where I'm talking about his new music, we're talking about his evolution as an artist, and we're also talking about the work he did with Flamey for Boys Will Be Girls, especially at a time now when, like, drag bands are coming in, there's so much vitriol against the queer community. It's just, it's a nice, it's a nice time to hang out with somebody who deconstructed at the same time as I did, you know? Anyways, I love y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Another big old shout out to all my friends on Patreon who support this work. If you loved this podcast and you want to help keep it going, please go to patreon.com slash Garcia. You can start your pledge at just like seven bucks a month and you get access to a meditation library. There's merch that comes every quarter. It's so simple. It's so good. So please consider supporting the show and because it also helps pay my bills. And I'm really behind on bills right now if I'm being honest. <laughs> I love you so much. Go listen to the next episode. Until next time, take your meds, call your person, shake your ass, eat something delicious, hydrate, happy pride. See you soon. Bye.